0: Rob McCarron. Should we begin with the puking or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins.
1: We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes.
0: You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Robin McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's
1: listening for Hockey Talk. The symbolic language of the crucifixion is the death of the old paradigm resurrection is a leap into a whole new way of thinking deepak chopra after this easter week it's a week of resurrections on the wwe on raw dean ambrose has risen from prop comedy death on smackdown we've seen the rise of jinder mahal nxt has the return of drew mcintyre and on 205 live tj perkins gets a shot of much needed personality all that and more on this week's shake them ropes with your host rob mccarran hi rob
0: hi jeff how are you I'm do- I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're doing all right. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, hey everybody, guess what? Jinder Mahal is the main inventor of the world. Are you aware <laughs> of this, Jeff? Are you aware that Jinder Mahal is the top guy? Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> and it's straight out of the WWE. How to book a feud that they don't really want to put much interest in, but you have to kill a month and a half before the next pay-per-view.
0: You have to kill a month and Playbook. a half. Yep. You have to kill a month and a half and you have Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton's kind of tied up right now, so right. you're not going to give him this feud against an AJ styles right now. I don't even know what other top name you could put him up against right now. I, this seems like a perfect opportunity to just get a Jinder Mahal match out of the way. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, but, Uh, Jinder Mahal tonight on SmackDown, we are recording this episode on Tuesday night, right after SmackDown Jinder Mahal won a six pack challenge, a star studded six pack challenge, by the way.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Let's get, let's get the checklist out of the way here because, because SmackDown did, did, uh, did a number of things, but let's see. Multi-man match for number one contendership check ethnically based faction check. (laughs) <laughs> that will get none of these guys over check charlotte Lend winning
0: those... a match check
1: uh oh oh the champion losing to the number one contender to establish a title match the next week check <laughs> it's just ah, uh, just build two people who don't like each other into a fight
0: we'll, what is so yeah. wrong with that we'll get into more of this jinder mahal uh a lot of stuff from smackdown raw um Whole, I, what an eclectic show we got. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the lesser the lesser names, if you will, but uh, might become bigger names here. Uh, we got a lot going on, and then uh, we will close the show uh, with polls, of course, uh, my favorite thing ever. We got polls, and then a uh, a bit of sadness from the week. Um, but first, I didn't even have this in my list of topics that I wanted to talk about. But Dash Wilder is out. Uh, Dash Wilder is hurt, out for one to two months. Uh, right as the, uh, revival makes their way on to the raw scene. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I watched raw, not incredibly closely. And a lot of it was on Hulu. Scott Dawson wasn't on raw this week, right? Correct. Yeah. So the idea of, okay, what do we do with Scott Dawson now? At least for one week, it was nothing. Just put him on the back burner until dash Wilder is ready. Uh, do you think, do you see this being, uh, you know, obviously Scott Dawson is no big cast but do we see Scott Dawson being on TV over the next two weeks or two months while dash is out or is, are they just going to forget about them until both are ready?
1: I think you might see him in vignettes and things like that. But remember, I mean, they've taken the new day off of TV too. He wasn't, they weren't really going to be a part of this program for the title match. Um, unless, you know, they may have changed that fortuitously, but it was going to be the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus all the way it looks like. So they weren't really, you know, they didn't really have a lot to do to be honest with you because all the other teams were tied up with other things and the guys they were feuding with were leaving for SmackDown with, especially with Kofi's injury. So, I mean, you hate to say that it's a good time for an injury, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with just waiting until after now I've been mixing these up tonight. Payback. Is, is the ne- is the raw pay per view and backlash is the smackdown. That's one? right.
0: That's right. Okay. Payback is okay. next. Payback Thank is you. happening in a week and a half. A week and a half. Next d- week's show is going to be our payback preview, in which we <laughs> talk about a Randy Orton match as the main event.
1: There's absolutely nothing wrong with holding them off until the next cycle, yeah, or so for for matches, and 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 quite frankly, they won't lose their luster because they won't be on. TV week after week. They might actually come back better for it.
0: Say yeah. Yeah. Good job. Well done, you sheep. <laughs> you follower of directions. You follower of orders. Oh, but Jinder Mahal. Okay, so this is SmackDown. We got Jinder Mahal. Uh, we got more Sami Zayn loserness, uh, sadly. Uh, but Jinder Mahal is the number one contender for the WWE title. AJ Styles... Is the number one contender for the US title? Yes. Clearly heading into backlash. Your main program is AJ and Kevin Owens. The WWE title is solidly behind the US championship in terms of importance right now on SmackDown. Uh what is uh what do you what do you think it is Randy Orton here? Randy Orton, you promised the WWE title shot. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's gonna kill you, but we'll get you the title later on. And you are, you are second fiddle again. You are second fiddle to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, this truly is the Kevin Owens show.
1: No, not in their minds. Here, here's what they're thinking in their minds. You're going to have this big blow off with Bray. And then you're going to have a tune up with Jinder. And then for SummerSlam, you're going to get this great program with blank. Probably Kevin Owens, I'm thinking.
0: Randy Orton, Kevin, uh, SummerSlam, it, it is far away. It is a long time away. Uh, who knows yes. if John Cena will be back for SummerSlam, right? He could miss most of the summer, but still wrestle at SummerSlam. I would almost uh, assume he will.
1: I was almost under the assumption that this whole Kevin Owens open challenge thing was going to eventually come full circle and John Cena would be the guy to answer it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The face of America challenge. Not just the U.S. Championship <laughs> Challenge, but the face of America. That would be really cool, actually, if John Cena comes back one day and just and, and accepts yeah. the challenge and Kevin Owens doesn't want to fight. And boom, you have a SummerSlam match or whatever pay-per-view they end up doing. That becomes your match. That would be not too shabby, I think. Uh, but you have Jinder Mahal as the number one contender. Uh, this match... You know, you, you go to the little backlash website right now and it says that Jinder Mahal and Bray Wyatt's the main event. There's no way that ends up going on last. I guess, I guess there's a way if, if only for the reason that they've had worse or weirder main events in the main event slot, the last match in the show slot since they've gone to the WWE Network exclusives, right? So I, I suppose you can have it on last. Uh, but I would imagine AJ Styles and Kevin Owens' main events, that pay per view. Uh, Jinder Mahal is the number one contender, but it wasn't just his own doing. You mentioned how they're, you know, you check the box in ethnic, uh, in an ethnic uh, faction, a group, the (laughs) the Bollywood boys made, made somewhat famous in the Cruiserweight classic. And here on uh, NXT and other shows, the Bollywood boys are now aligned with Jinder Mahal. And they have yeah. this Bollywoodish uh faction here, which Jinder Mahal is the heavy, and the Bollywood boys adding new spice to the tag team division. Uh, a tag team division, by the way, that on the SmackDown, the Colognes were made uh, officially part of, if you will, with a victory. Not not the Shining Stars anymore. The Colognes are back. Uh, you got the Colognes in the tag team mix, and you got the Bollywood boys now, eventually, probably, in the tag team mix. Uh, it's something different, right? I mean, we, we shouldn't be going too crazy about Jinder Mahal, but at the same time, we shouldn't be hating on this, right? I mean, it's something, it's something new.
1: I'm hating on it for a different reason than it's, than it's someone new. I, I, I still think, I still think there's a lot of issues with gender now being a, a body guy, um, and rewarding that. I have an issue with that somewhat.
0: Should you, should uh, you reward guys who take it? Like this guy was cut, right? And then he goes out. And he takes himself seriously and he tries to do what he thinks his bosses want. We can't be hating on gender for this, right? Now, I... now if he's going about it the wrong way, if he's, we don't know if he's doing no, it with, with substances that should be frowned upon. We don't know that. Don't. But if, if we don't know that and there's no proof that that's happening, shouldn't you be rewarding a guy who obviously took criticism seriously and has worked his way back and has shown improvement that his bosses want to see? Why should we be hating that? He may not be your favorite wrestler. He's not my favorite wrestler. I think he's manageable, and I'm I, I'm willing to see where this goes. because. Well, I, I
1: think there's a way to do this. There's a correct way to rebrand a guy and build him up and make him a number one contender. This isn't it to me, putting him in a six-person schmaz, and then all of a sudden you're the number one contender. He's going to have a couple of flunkies. The Bollywood boys are going to take a bunch of RKOs, and they're going to help Gender win at least one match by finagling and distracting Randy. We know we know how they do these things right. with factions.
0: But isn't it and, awesome? Are you looking, Are you looking forward it, to seeing the Bollywood boys take RKOs? I mean, come on. Really? I mean, that, that I I want to watch next week's SmackDown hoping for one RKO. <laughs> and they're going to make me wait just, and I'm going to watch that pay-per-view I, and I'm going to be like, "Come on, RKO the guys."
1: I'm looking at the at at the long-term thing and I just don't see it helping anybody in this program at all, to be honest with you. But I mean, Look, it's a new, it's new blood. This is how they're going to do it. Unfortunately, the way they've done it is now they've given guys who had no credibility wins over guys with credibility. If you count the Cologne brothers.
0: So I American it, alpha has no credibility and, and WWE. Anymore. Well, they never did. I mean, they won the tag team titles pretty early on, not super, not right away, but they win the tag team titles early on, but the tag team titles were won by Heath Slater and Rhino for Christ's sake. And they've been losing to the Usos. They've been losing. Didn't they lose a match of the Ascension? Maybe I'm wrong on that. But I seem to remember an Ascension victory. I have no idea. But yeah, the Colones come in and the Colones are starting a little bit hot just to kind of give them credibility. I don't see it more as American Alpha losing all credibility as giving the Colones some in this newest rebrand of them, even though they still have the Shining Stars stuff going on. Clearly, they're moving away from the Shining Stars gimmick. Uh I, I just thought it was a new way to get some new blood in this tag team division. I, for one, am excited for six man tags. If somehow there's six man tags out of this Bollywood boys, Jinder Mahal thing, um, because it makes everyone look good. And it raises the profile of Jinder Mahal to be working in there with Randy Orton. Sure. He doesn't have to be in the top program, but really with AJ and Kevin Owens out there, he's not And the Bollywood boys coming in without just being a nameless tag team. Now on the roster. Like if the shield came in as a nameless tag team, just on the roster winning matches, they wouldn't have been as over as they were. You got to have some little, you got to have a little heat coming in. You you got to be the new guys. Like, Oh, look at what these guys just did. It's not, you know, they didn't show up on main event and win a match. So I am excited to see where it goes. And let's face it. It's the summer. John Cena's it, gone. Yeah. It You it's know, f- there, there's different things going on. And when, when the big guys come back and John Cena's back and they get into big programs for the world title, uh This will be all a distant memory or or Jinder Mahal might show something and rise up his stock a little bit like a lot of people were dreading when Baron Corbin came in right now I think people are willing to see Baron Corbin as a as a regular top mid Carter slash main eventer when he needs to be and he has a little bit of credibility here maybe Jinder Mahal can be that if given the shot
1: it's a fine placeholder feud I mean I, I have no problem with it and you know what. Gender may cut loose, but that first promo doesn't make me hopeful, but maybe he does something on talking smack tonight where we're all just blown away with his, with his ability to cut a promo.
0: Charlotte's the number one contender for the SmackDown women's championship. That didn't take long.
1: (laughs) Oh, and we get to see it again next week.
0: I'm hyped. All right. Feel the glow, feel the flare. Yeah. I tell you WrestleMania 34 glow versus flare. There's your, there's your, uh, there's your main event. Did you see Alexa bliss? Alexa bliss did an interview, uh, saying that she hopes to see the women main event WrestleMania within a year. So kind of means the next WrestleMania.
1: I don't see that happening. And so we, so we get the horse women top lining and the other women on, on the pre-show.
0: Yeah. Well, no, uh, Hey, the way, the way the rosters are constructed right now in the women's division, if they keep them the same all the way to WrestleMania and don't just completely do, you know, multi-women matches on every pay-per-view, I think, I think you have a really – a much better balanced women's roster on both shows right now to the point where both can be big matches on a big pay-per-view like a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania. Uh, I
1: agree. I'm, they just they just have no right. – they just have no idea how to build one-on-one feud. So they'll just end up putting like a four-way or a three-way or whatever. It's and I, just
0: – and I do not, uh, so if I say this incorrectly, I don't know. I'm, I'm not demeaning Alexa bliss's comment. Like we hope to see women eventually it would be cool. And I think it will happen that a women's match will main event a WrestleMania show in this era. However, it's not going to happen next year, nor probably should it. I don't know if you have like, they would have to do something really special to make that the most important match on a pay-per-view second or third most important match. Sure but to make it the the big one because if they end up doing Brock and Roman you hate Roman all you want that's the biggest match they got
1: well well rob you will recall that the main event for wrestlemania this year was Bray and Randy
0: right that was that was officially the main event yes yes so many so main events this pay-per-view be, had
1: yes it it would kind of be the same thing i think
0: so charlotte the number one contender does she jeff defeat Naomi and win the title on SmackDown.
1: Man, I think she might. I do. I think they might just put it on on her to, to re- revitalize the division. And
0: uh, <laughs> she was the and big, I think you've, I think you've, was I think you've been
1: right. I think you've been right this whole time. They're going to have her break her old man's record.
0: Oh, I, I don't see how you could doubt that. Like, I didn't think I was, you know, saying something too out of school here. Like they are going to at a WrestleMania at some, and that could be your women's match that main events are WrestleMania. That could be it right there. Charlotte Flair going for the record to break the record for most world title wins. That is going to be a big-time storyline heading into a WrestleMania if they time it right. She is going to beat John Cena and Ric Flair's record at some point. Or maybe by the time she gets it, it'll be John Cena's flat-out record. Who knows? But she will be. That is going to be a storyline two or three years down the road. Maybe four years. Going for the world title record. That could be your women's main event push. Right there, but it's happening. I mean, she's going to win this title and lose it so many times. Mm. It's happening. Uh, on the Raw side, we had a uh, a ring break and cool moment. Pop live. I think you could do this every four weeks, and the crowd would react every single <laughs> time because it's a live audience special. It's a li- a live audience wants to see a ring break or something cool happen. Braun Strowman and Big Show destroyed the ring. I think everyone in their mother called this before it happened.
1: Uh, yeah. But for me, the added, (laughs) I loved the referee falling off the ring. I thought that was a nice little touch.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if that was just John Cone kind of mistiming how the ring was going to break. And he just kind of, you know, he didn't have anything to lean on and he just kind of fell and did the best he could. Uh, But the visual was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Braun and Roman go down and then the refs just bouncing around. The steps went flying. I mean, no one moved the steps. So they went flying in the corner. Uh, it was a cool moment and Braun Strowman is getting main event spots. i um, sure it's against big show, but Hey, he's getting main event spots. He's the guy who took out Roman. You're going to have a payback match with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Uh, so this guy is the number one heel foil for the number one baby face in the entire company.
1: I just don't want him monologuing. I don't want my giants and I don't want my big, huge, tough badasses giving long scripted promos. Oh man, though. No. Less. Less is more for me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get you there. Uh, watching Braun Strowman get into it yesterday when he was talking, when he comes out and delivers that little promo, and, like, the crowd is getting increasingly louder and louder with every word he says and every sentence, they're just cheering even more. And, and yeah. Braun, like, something went off in his head, like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting this crowd, yeah. And he just keeps getting louder and more confident.
1: <laughs> Such yeah. you braun that's pretty good. I think you need, yeah. to do a shake the, you need to do a shake the ropes theater with
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I lost it. I lost it. Um, but no, I, I I like seeing when guys get a little bit more confident on there. And right now, Braun Strowman, if you're going to get that confidence, this is the time to do it. Because you have the crowd, you know, hoping that you murder this guy. They're hoping you just knock him out and never make him appear at a WWE event ever again. Mm-hmm. Speaking of never appearing at a WWE event ever again. Oh
1: jeez. Where are you going with
0: this? (laughs) The Drifter's back.
1: Oh thank goodness.
0: Uh, are we going to get Chris Jericho in the Drifter, or was that just a little funny comedy segment for a backstage skit on Raw? Because Chris Jericho I, doesn't have that much time left.
1: I think the I think the Drifter's putting Jericho out at the Raw after the after the pay-per-view
0: uh, to, es-
1: to establish him.
0: I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I want to see what this Drifter does. I mean, he's just kind of playing the music there. I don't think the crowd's reacting to him too much yet. You know, when he came out on the ramp last week, no one seemed to notice he was there. Uh, I. I don't know what they're going to do with this drifter, but a little little singles match with Jericho wouldn't be the worst thing.
1: I loved that. He was just sitting on that trash can or whatever. And and when Anderson and gallows were walking down the hall and they just kind of go, Hey, what's up? And they just kept going.
0: I would love, uh, I would love a drifter documentary. Like you see Ron Strowman is taking out Callisto. He's taking out everyone backstage. He's on a, he's on a, you know, war path right now. If drifter had like a, uh, What's the little, can like a GoPro attached to his head or his guitar case? And just like randomly while he's, while he's strumming and playing backstage, you see in the background, Braun Strowman, just beating more people up. I think you could no. do two for one with this guy. I don't know. You, you put Dean. The okay. Drifter first, first and of Braun all, together. First oboe of, army.
1: First Hobo of warm. all,
0: oh, first of all, <laughs> we talk about never appearing on WWE TV again. This Dean Ambrose guy can go away.
1: I thought, you know, it wasn't everything I wanted, but it's more of what he should be. I, I I don't think he's totally rehabbed yet, but it wasn't that bad of a promo, to be honest with you. It it gave him a little bit of edgy meanness to him that he needed as opposed to being a prop comic that was just lackadaisical.
0: Yeah, so my question is, when does the prop appear and what will the prop be? Because he can't go on an entire program with The Miz and not bring in a prop. It's gonna be a
1: weird colored suit, probably.
0: Oh, that's an interesting off-the-wall guess. I think (laughs) that that, I do. You think he mocks the Miz and he comes out and like the Miz is mocking John Cena here, so Dean Ambrose kind of turns the tables. Lavender blue suit, yeah, lavender, (laughs) lavender Dean Ambrose. There you go. You could see that. I could see that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about this Dean Ambrose guy, man. I when he showed up on raw it's like I can hide him away on SmackDown and the guy's an interesting character at times, but he hasn't been over the last year too much and ever since he just got demolished by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't, I haven't seen too much in this guy, but Hey, he has potential, I guess. Um, and then Alexa bliss, you talk about Charlotte becoming the number one contender on SmackDown. Alexa Bliss goes from SmackDown to Raw and she is the number one contender on Raw. Is it going to be a hostile takeover on both shows? Is Alexa Bliss going to win that championship too? And they both prove that yes, they were the biggest deals in the women's division. Could that be a WrestleMania match? You have Alexa and Charlotte always on opposite sides, yet always dominating the divisions and then culminating in some type of interbrand match where Alexa takes on Charlotte and it's the match of the century, the biggest match in the history of the slow WWE. Down.
1: Slow, slow your roll there a
0: little main, bit. Um, main event <laughs> in WrestleMania 34, also known as the ultimate jazz fest.
1: <laughs> I think there's a chance that Alexa gets this title at Backlash just to establish her as a
0: mean girl heel. Um, um, excuse me, payback. Thank you. Payback,
1: sorry. I'm I'm getting oh geez, I hate these two pay-per-views. You're good, really you're, do
0: you're mixing your your incorrect revenge metaphorical pay-per-view. Yes, names.
1: exactly. And that's what it is. It's they they both mean revenge, and they're both usually rehashes of matches we've already seen. Not this time though. this year with the shakeup. Yeah, that's not this right, time. Not this time. Um I think it's possible that they use Alexa as a conduit to get the belt onto Sasha so that Sasha can then feel greedy about having the title when Bailey comes for a match and that's how they end up turning Sasha against Bailey. I think that's might be what the plan is here to go into SummerSlam, but I couldn't see them just giving Alexa bliss the belt for a month and a half either. It
0: is cool. The reactions that Sasha Banks continues to get when she, you know, she loses most of the matches. She hasn't really won much of anything this calendar year yet. And it's been four months, uh, almost five months here. But she's still seen as, uh, dare I say, the the biggest star in that division. Maybe even more so than Bailey right now.
1: Yes, and and she was perfectly fine. And I thought she was possibly the only good thing about that four way on Raw. uh, To be honest with you, because I I thought that four way was kind of dreadful to watch. Other than the interactions between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss were fantastic all match. I don't know why they made me laugh hysterically. So, but they just, it's just, uh, I want them to be a tag team now. I do. I want them to be just a, a, a Kendrick, a Kendrick and, uh, Ezekiel Jackson style team where Alexa just is little angry spark plug and Nia is just this killer and then, you know, they do great tag team moves and she does moonsaults and stuff, but that's not going to happen. But I, I, the, the interplay between the two of them in this match had me rolling, but the match itself was not very good, unfortunately. Although I am interested, I think, are they going to go with Mickie James and Sasha Banks? Because that would be interesting. I'd love to see those, that that in like a nice 10-minute match on the next pay-per-view. I could live with that.
0: Oh, I think we're going to get at least three matches on payback in the women's division. Cause I think Emma and Dana Brooks happening too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Mickey James, Sasha, Alexa bliss versus, uh, Bailey. And maybe you have Nia Jax thrown in there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I anticipate seeing Dana Brooke and Emma. I mean, they keep, they do the backstage segment. Uh, they are, they are no longer friends. They are adversaries. If you will. <laughs> And we're going to see that
1: Fox was the best part of that.
0: <laughs> if you say so, sir, uh, I do. It, you wanted to get something in on two Oh five live.
1: I just, you know, I'm, I'm a TJ Perkins fan. I thought making him a heel finally has made him a little bit interesting. Um, I'd love to have Stokely Hathaway back as his manager and having them be, you know, the premier or not the premier athlete brand, but whatever, but it looks like, Looks like it might be possible. We're getting WWE catch point in two Oh five with Gulak Nice, and maybe, maybe even TJP in there. Who knows?
0: That was your big two Oh five live segment.
1: No, I, I didn't say, I didn't say anything big about it. You were putting over,
0: you were putting over this I huge two Oh five live segment. No. You had like you had 30 minutes prepared on two Oh five live. I give you the platform and it fizzles out. <laughs> Am I mischaracterizing what you had said?
1: Very much so. Thank you. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I like like this TJ Perkins heel. I I always liked him better as a heel than kind of as a white meat baby face because he always seemed to have that cocky edge to him, even in the CWC. He wasn't coming off as really a – I mean he was coming off cocky in the ring and they were trying to juxtapose that with the I slept in my car story. And it really didn't fit. But here, I mean I think he's going to finally – I mean, for as much as you can on two oh five live, have some personality. That Jack Gallagher match last week was phenomenal, I thought.
0: Yeah. Uh two oh five live, it's it's a struggle sometimes to keep up with. There was a um, Oh,
1: it's hit and miss with me. I can't yeah. I don't watch it most weeks and sometimes I just feel insulted watching it. Like the characterization of Rich Swan is it, just a turnoff. It, for it, me. It's
0: been a very weird time with two oh five live because you know, we're on the outside. We're not inside WWE business rooms and all this, but it seemed like your best bet for 205 Live was to tape it before SmackDown when you have a hot crowd ready for the big stars uh, or tape it sometime during Raw or, or tape it, you know, whatever. Just Tape it between the two nights. If if the guys are going to be on Raw and the SmackDown shows anyway, tape it between the two nights. Uh, you got some folks out there saying you should tape it at full sale. Make it a full sale show on Tuesday nights and just record it because who cares if it's live? Uh, and the who cares if it's live part is really coming to play because you have... Uh, they may not be the most reputable news reports out there yet, but uh, it does not... Uh, stem from a lack of reality that 205 live the television show is not performing super well it's getting outperformed by nxt regularly uh, and it might be time for some changes with how they do that whether it's taping it before smackdown whether it's taping it in front of a crowd and and not showing it live Um, touring you have the cruiserweights touring on multiple different brands nxt raw and the smackdown tours you know, put them on the NXT tour. Make it mm-hmm. make the NXT yeah. tour a special uh, tour where you're going to see 205 live. You might see the UK guys. You might see NXT. Let Raw and SmackDown be their thing. Um, I understand the point where you want to get a little variety on like the Raw show, so you put the cruiserweight uh, cruiserweight match on there, and that's cool too. But that's two guys. It takes two guys to put on a cruiserweight match on the Raw tour. Have everyone else uh, tour with NXT and make that a special show and get that audience up a little bit. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Um, I don't think it's a failure on WWE's part if they retool both the show and the way they tour with those guys, uh, because you try something. If it, if you don't think it's working as well as it should try something else, that's not a failure. Try something. You don't have to just stick with it because that's the way you started with it.
1: Make it a touring indie super show.
0: I know that was their plan. They wanted 205 live to be its own touring brand at some point. Just run the yeah. cruiserweights on different shows. I don't know if that would work. Right now, no,
1: because the way because the way they envisioned the cruiserweights was not this high flying action packed thing. It was more kind of
0: it was WWE WWE wrestling, yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. mat based little guys, which nobody cares about.
0: Like the original UFC, just what would happen if we took this high flyer versus this mat based guy that was one pound heavier? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, just strange. Um, Time for a new segment on the show. We're, we're going to talk about some WWE signings in a segment we're calling What's Their Upside? And this, Jeff, not shoehorned in at all. This segment is sponsored by Upside. We have a new sponsor joining the show, Upside.com. It is, uh, they are welcoming. They, they specialize in business travel and getting you the best deals on your business travel. So, Jeff, when you book your travel next year to WrestleMania in New Orleans, you can use Upside and save big. We've discovered this thing, guys. It's really big, and you should try it. The best new way to buy business travel, upside.com. We're telling you, as a business traveler, or even if you're not a business traveler, you know someone who is, you have to tell them about Upside. Every time you buy a trip at Upside, you save a ton of money, and right now, as a special bonus, they are giving you an Amazon gift card worth up to 100 200 and even $300. Every time, free money for trying upside right now. They believe in it that much. Uh, upside.com bundles your flights and hotel together for one low price because they figured out and it's pretty obvious. Bundled pricing saves money, guys, and especially on business travel. So upside gives you those great deals plus an Amazon gift card. And guys, right now, check it out with a special promo code from Shake Them Ropes. You can try upside.com with promo code BIZTRIP. That is B-I-Z-T-R-I-P, and you are guaranteed to at least get a $200 Amazon gift card on your first trip. Use our promo code, Trip; It gets you a $200 Amazon gift card for free, just for trying Upside.com. How can you not do it? It's a no-brainer. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every trip. I love Upside.com. You'll love Upside.com. We're going to try Upside.com together as we head into WrestleMania, Upside. Dot com promo code biztrip, minimum purchase required. See the site for complete details. And we are going to talk about the upside Jeff Hawkins right now of <laughs> Mike Bennett coming into WWE. Uh, the news has been out there for about a month or so, but it picked up today. I don't know exactly why it picked up just today, uh, but Mike Bennett has signed with WWE. And I guess what's happening today is the fact that it's coming out and becoming more clear that he is going to debut on SmackDown and not in NXT. And whether that's due to the, to the signee that's coming with him, Maria Kanellis, Maria Kanellis has a past in WWE. So she is well known to WWE viewers. Uh, could it be because of that relationship or could it be that they have an idea for Mike Bennett on SmackDown and maybe they need some new juice on SmackDown. Uh, what is, what is the upside sir of Mike Bennett and Maria coming up to SmackDown Live right now.
1: I don't buy for a second that Mike Bennett's immediately going to be on SmackDown. I just do not. I think he'll probably be in one of these Kevin Owens Open challenges. He'll get beat and he'll get sent to NXT and then they will keep Maria on the WWE, one of the main rosters. Probably just to rib Mike Bennett. Um, I I think Maria's the asset they want because she's a hot woman who knows the who has some cash a with the audience there i don't think mike bennett has much of an upside here unless they introduce him with a gimmick of some kind and usually they don't do that for guys unless they're of the aj styles level and they more or less let aj styles be himself mike bennett as himself as the miracle or whatever they're going to make his his last couple of gimmicks in roh and tna haven't really set the world on fire to me, um. So I would just assume maybe a one-off, and then down to NXT for him. That that's that's my thought. I I have nothing against Mike Bennett, even though he's the only guy I know who's blocked me on Twitter. But um, and I found that out by accident, and I've never even spoken about Mike Bennett. But I I just don't see them putting a guy that has never worked the quote unquote
0: style so to speak. Oh boy, Matt, Mike Bennett has grown up working this style. That's all he works. That that was the big knock on him in ROH is that he worked WWE style.
1: He works at WWE style, but still he hasn't been in their program. So they wouldn't trust him with anything more than a very low level program in any way, I think. And, and not until he's done it for a while. I mean, he's not, he's not the AJ styles level. Technician, so I don't see sure.
0: them were, but do you think the yeah. AJ Styl- AJ styles coming in and being, you know, so well received and being, uh, you know, one of their top guys right now in the whole company, do you think AJ styles kind of helped, uh, maybe not pave the way, but helped make it more, uh, make it easy, easier for Mike Bennett to come in for Mike
1: Bennett. No, sure. Why not? No, not for Mike Bennett, a guy with a past
0: in the two major pro wrestling organizations, TNA, not that he has name value or anything, but that he was trusted in TNA trusted in ROH. So WWE has a feeling like, okay, we, this isn't a guy who's coming off the street. We don't have to send him to NXT to see what he's about. And we want to get Maria on TV.
1: They want to get Maria on TV. They, they've they always wanted to get Maria on TV. And before it was, I think, the Bellas supposedly putting the kibosh on that, if you believe Maria. And they thought Mike Bennett was too small. So, I you know, I maybe AJ Styles helped pave the way. Maybe somebody put in a good word for Bennett. I don't know. I just... You know, it, this is like hangman page joining the bullet club for me
0: now at the same time. <laughs> okay. Well, at the same time you have Maria coming back. Okay. And most likely they're going to come back together. A married couple and all, um, yeah. if they didn't like Mike Bennett at all, they wouldn't be bringing him up, him up and putting him on, putting him on TV just because he's with Maria. Right, I I don't think that would be happening either. Like, oh, we want Marie on TV, but we have to take Mike Bennett. Well, no, screw them both. We don't need to take either one of them. I don't think that's happening. So they they seem like they would trust Mike Bennett enough. Now you don't buy that it's actually happening that he's coming up on SmackDown, which is fine. Uh, Maybe maybe plans will change, or maybe this isn't the plan at all, and he'll go somewhere else. Um, But we've got it basically. uh, We've got it that he's in WWE. Just a matter of waiting for him to show up someplace. Uh, could it be one of these open challenges on, on well, that's the what I said. side? Maybe that, that's
1: what, yeah, I know. You I think it's going to be, you think that's and happening let me, and it could, let me ask you this. Do you think the timing of them coming in coinciding with the, with Nikki Bella leaving is a coincidence or do you think that that's water, water under the bridge?
0: It could be partly coincidence, but at the same time Maurice, you know, said she was out for the same reason. Right. And then she ended up feuding and having a program with Nikki Bella. So right. uh, it could be partly coincidence. The other thing about this is you got Rusev and Lana on the same brand. Natural foes, Mike Bennett and Maria would be. Mm. Maybe that's why they haven't shown up yet. Waiting for Rusev to come back. <laughs> why not? Hey, really? I mean, look at it. You got Maria and Lana. You got Mike Bennett, Rusev. That could be something. Who's the baby face? Who's the baby yeah. face? Because I don't think Mike Bennett coming in as baby face. Ain't, I, and this is not a knock on Mike Bennett. No, we're but not
1: knocking Mike Bennett at all.
0: Mike Bennett's perfectly serviceable. I don't like him. I don't hate him. Uh, it would He would have to win me over on WWE. I'm not going to come in like, oh, this is so cool. Because let's face it, his one-year run in TNA, he was working the top programs. No one cared. No one cared. Every People out there say, oh, I, I actually enjoyed him in the ring. Yeah, but you weren't going to buy TNA tickets. Well, one, you couldn't buy TNA tickets. They didn't tour. But you weren't going to buy TNA tickets for Mike Bennett. Okay. He's not drawing you in and no one's remembering, but here's the thing. No one will know who he is when he comes in. They will remember Maria. No one's going to know Mike Bennett. So they, they need Maria to kind of get him over. So if Mm -hmm. they, if they actually like Mike Bennett, you need Maria on TV because she's the conduit to getting a crowd reaction for Mike Bennett at all. No one's going to know who he is.
1: Yeah, and most of his New Japan run, people remember with the Kingdom. People remember uh, Maria getting on the apron and dancing, and Carl Anderson dancing with her. That—that's what they remember of. I, I don't think too many
0: people remember that, honestly, either. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it was a small little segment, and it's in Japan, and a large amount of the WWE audience isn't going to remember that. But it was a cool moment. Um, the upside, we talk about Mike Bennett going to the WWE roster. What about Drew McIntyre? Uh, Drew McIntyre in NXT had his first NXT TV match over the past week with Oni Larkin. Uh, what I, I I thought that match was pretty great for being an too. NXT TV main event because so many times, so many week after week after week, NXT gives you the future of the company, but they don't give you good matches like this anymore. It, it's no. basic TV squashes. Um, you get the good matches on Takeover and 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 not on the NXT TV. But here we had Drew McIntyre and Oni Larkin. In a really cool match, Drew McIntyre seriously coming in as this big deal. Uh, Not in the title picture right away, which I think is a good thing. Um, But NXT is hot right now. It's getting hotter than it was uh, the first couple of months of the year. You have uh, Hideo Itami coming back. You have Bobby Roode as the champion. Shinsuke is gone. You have uh, questions in the tag team division because... Uh, you have Authors of Pain who are the tag team champions. We don't really know what's going on with Tommaso Ciampa as far as a injury concern. and You don't have the revival there anymore, so you're going to have to see some new tag teams coming up, uh, which opens the door, by the way, for Tino Sabatelli. More on that later. Um, you also have uh, this excitement with Aleister Black and Drew McIntyre, two men that are seemingly on on a path to face each other uh, to see who really is going to be the the new tall, dark brooding guy on this roster. Um, but Drew McIntyre's upside coming in as this big deal in NXT with a little bit more indie buzz and certainly the look of a WWE superstar. What is the upside for Drew McIntyre in NXT and possibly later on WWE?
1: Oh, he's put it all together. In my opinion, I think, I think he, if they do this right and slow, like they're doing, I like that. They're keeping him out of the title picture for now, so to speak, um, because you have to reestablish his credibility to the people who remember him as as the guy who was the chosen one, any of those residuals. And and for anybody who doesn't know him, you you have to build him up a, as a guy who, you know, he goes through the lower guys and then he moves on to the uh, upper middle guys and then on to the main event. I think I think he could I think he could carry NXT very easily, and I think he could be on the main roster within a year. Out of time. Yeah, oh, I love that song.
0: So that say goodbye. <laughs> yes. What was yours? Now is mine. Way to finish that one off. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. I see a lot more upside in him in WWE. Like this is a guy that I'm not surprised he went to NXT because uh, they needed some name power with Shinsuke going up and, and the revival going up. Uh, but Drew McIntyre is a guy that I think could be a big deal on Raw and SmackDown. Either one. Um, certainly more, I mean, Jinder Mahal is made of ending on SmackDown at this point. Give that job to Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is great. I love Drew McIntyre. Looking forward to seeing what he does in NXT, um, because he's going to be NXT champion before the end of the year. He's got to be, I think that's going to happen. Um, and we'll see if he does it as a babyface still, or if he uh, ends up turning heel at some point. Um, but that is our upside. The new guy is coming in. Drew McIntyre. And Mike Bennett, sponsored by Upside.com, Upside.com, promo code BizTrip, and get a $200 Amazon gift card after ordering your first trip. Upside.com slash BizTrip. I wanted to ask you, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Hawkins, I believe your name is, Jeff. Um, Matt Hardy is back in WWE. He is one half of the World WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Doesn't quite know who he is right now. The, the broken Matt Hardy character is seemingly dead. It's gone. It's a thing of his past. It was fun while it lasted. But Matt Hardy is bringing in some of the broken Matt mannerisms to an audience that doesn't fully know exactly what he's doing. Some people out there are probably saying, why is Matt Hardy acting so weird? Some out there. Uh, he's doing his old Matt Hardy. He's got his regular voice going. He's doing some, uh, yesterday on raw, he, he kind of broke in, in a couple of words, doing the broken Matt Hardy voice, seemingly very out of place. Um, a lot of people are talking about patience. The broken Matt Hardy will appear sometime in, in WWE. Where do you stand on this? Because I don't think we're ever seeing broken Matt Hardy again, nor really should we.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think it's what people want, and I think it's what the Hardys need. Because right now, the Hardys are a nostalgia act. They're doing the same spots they were doing when they were 23-24 in the WWE. Same music, same outfits. They need a change. They're the Dudleys right now of last year around this time. And the WWE is never good at evolving characters on their own. When they bring them back, they expect that the fans want to see what brought them to the dance. And right now these guys are a seventies arena band doing the County fair circuit, so to speak. I think, I think it's necessary for the Hardys to succeed in this run in WWE to have the broken Matt Hardy character brought over in some way. Um, I think they'll they'd enjoy their stay a lot more having the creativity being able to do the broken character. I think you could actually do a, a complete retcon of this character once they lose the tag team titles and then he becomes broken again and then you build it in in the WWE canon as him as as the broken Hardy brothers. You could do the whole angle over again if you wanted to, but I think it's absolutely necessary to have it or something else to freshen up this act. Otherwise, I mean, look, their pops are already not what they were the first week of their return because people have seen this. It doesn't seem fresh anymore. It's now now they're just doing, they're playing the hits, so to speak. So I think, I think it's necessary.
0: I don't think we get that big of a reaction if he came out as Broken Matt Hardy, maybe the first time, but it would be, it would go down just as fast as the regular Hardy Boys has gone down. I don't. I don't I see th- that.
1: I think if you let them film some vignettes and you play them on TV, they'll. It'll get over. You know, bringing and Senor Benjamin. Hopefully,
0: I. I think you run into issues bringing the uh, the child onto TV too much. Um, I know they did it with Dominic uh, Mysterio's kid, but you don't. You don't see that very often. I don't know if you would do that, especially with a child much younger. Um. I I just don't see the need for it either. I I, I know you say that it would be good for the Hardys, and maybe it would. I I think they needed it more when they were in TNA and floundering and wanted to try something different. I don't necessarily know if they need it in WWE. I think the Hardy Boys merch is going to sell as well as it's going to. Um, And especially if a broken Matt Hardy gimmick in WWE creates a split between Jeff and Matt, and they do Jeff versus Matt again for the third time in this era where Matt can hardly move. I don't think we're going to see much of a Matt Hardy singles run ever in WWE again.
1: No. And if you don't make him a broken character or another character, you won't definitely because what they've already started to kind of hint at, well, you know, Jeff's really the star of
0: this team. Well, the crowd made Matt- him the star of this team. The crowd was chanting higher at delete. They were, they were reacting better to Jeff at WrestleMania and the raw after than Matt Hardy.
1: He's, he's the known entity. He's the former world. They champ. Both should be. I, I, I don't know. I disagree. They made Jeff into a bigger star. Okay. Plus well, the WWE fan base would know him a little bit better.
0: If your point, though, is that the crowd wants Broken Matt, shouldn't they be reacting more to Broken Matt Hardy?
1: They're chanting delete at various times during the show, even when the Hardy boys aren't out there. So I think they want it.
0: Is the chant, is the chant just cool and more over than Matt Hardy himself?
1: Yes but that's not a problem. It wasn't a problem for Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah, well, the yes chant was synonymous with Daniel Bryan. The delete chant right now, yes, it's brought in because of the Hardy Boys, but it's because of the Hardy Boys, not just Matt by himself. And that's where I think the problem is, because it's fun to chant that uh, when the Hardys aren't out there, but you're not clamoring to see more of the Hardys. Uh, So a different topic, but on the same point. If Matt Hardy keeps doing this split personality where he's doing these weird mannerisms that don't quite fit together because he's doing he's doing some of the broken voice and he's doing some of the broken Matt Hardy mannerisms mixed in with the traditional Matt Hardy mannerisms, is that in itself a net negative? Does that make it a little less cool when you're like, what is Matt Hardy doing? Why is he acting so strangely? Pick a side, pick a character. You see it on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it over the last couple of weeks on Raw. People just like okay, Matt Hardy is uh, dual personality. Matt Hardy doesn't know who he wants to be. It's it's silly. It's weird. It's not it's not cool. Broken Matt, a character that can people get that people can get behind, is it a you net know negative what it is? if he it, keeps doing the split personality?
1: Yes, without doing the broken care without doing the broken character payoff. Yes, it's a net negative. It's it's towing the line of not being able to do the gimmick when people want to see the gimmick. It, it's it's any WWF star who went to WCW and, and had a knockoff of their gimmick or anyone who goes to TNA who's well-known and they change their name all of a sudden without any real explanation of it. Um, You know, it's it, the one I always think of is, is uh, when uh, Ray trailer went back the first time to WCW and he was the boss and and they, they, they shoehorned this line, the boss, man, is he big. And I just went, oh man, that's just, that's just lame as hell right there. It, it comes off as lame. So I would much rather they not even hint at it unless they're going to do it.
0: Was Braun Strowman dragging around Callisto a response to the United Airlines flight mishap?
1: Oh dear God. It, it, you know what it was? It was... <laughs> <laughs> I was telling every Mexican superstar, don't sign here. Um, she's Louise. Oh, he goes, <laughs> they bring him on. Ron, all of us start this fantasy booking. Cra- oh man. He'd be a great shot in the arm to two Oh five live. Nope. gets thrown in a trash can. Cause that's what they think of him. Congratulations. <laughs> he gets, he gets killed by Baron Corbin for months. And then he goes over and gets killed by the big guy over there.
0: Callisto, by the way, uh, born in Chicago.
1: Oh, that, well. Illinois. I know. I know,
0: you know. what you mean. Me- you know, Hispanic descent, yes. Uh, I yeah, still call I, him
1: Samurai del Sol from time to time. So, I mean, they, that's
0: just because I'm old. They switched him over just for the sake of having a name to switch over. Because they ain't Here, going to do nothing. Co-
1: Follow-up question to you, Rob McCarron.
0: Would you ever book yourself on an Apollo cruise? I got to tell you though, I'm excited to see where that goes. (laughs) If Titus O'Neil and Apollo cruise end up being a tag team, I most likely they're going to feud on main event, right? They're going to feud on these, you know, maybe have a match on raw, maybe have a pre-show match on payback. I don't know. But if, if Apollo cruise turns heel on Akira Tozawa and ends up going with Titus O'Neil, and this is a tag team or Titus O'Neil just ends up being the agent for Apollo Cruz. I got to say Titus O'Neil is the agent for Apollo Cruz. That's a main event story. <laughs> that, that is a main event story. And you know what? I'd headline SummerSlam with Apollo Cruz versus Brock Lesnar.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Titus O'Neil He'll in die. the corner. Titus O'Neil and Paul Heyman having dual promos, like managing contracts. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in for this. I I'm I'm happy they're doing it. Apollo Crews, Brock Lesnar, your main event for SummerSlam. We can report that exclusively. I'm I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm in. What would be on an Apollo cruise, you think?
1: Um lots of smiling. I don't know, is Tone
0: Loke still around? Bland food. Do <laughs> you think it's gonna be good? I gotta say, probably Migos. Tone Loke, Bell
1: Biv DeVoe, maybe Moore's Day in the Time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Moore's Day in the Time. Morris Day in the Time are the headliners.
1: Frankie Beverly and
0: Mays. Well, now there. you've gone a little too far. You've gone a little Look. too far. Jeff, have you ordered your blue apron for April yet? I sure have. That's right. And you all can too. Look at Jeff so excited to get his blue apron food. Guys, we've been telling you about it for months. And months, and it is time, if you have not tried it, to try the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in this country, Blue Apron. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and that includes you. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S., to give you your vegetarian options, to give you fish options, to give you meat options. Their beef, chicken and pork come from responsibly raised animals. They are giving you all the in, all the instructions and all the ingredients to make fabulous home-cooked meals from home without having to spend hours at the grocery store, without having to spend, you know, way too much money on fast food meals that will not fill you up. Guys, you have to try it. Cooking together builds Strong family bonds. Research shows it. Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often, and the food's much better when you do it. Listen to some of these upcoming meals. Listen to some of these meals that Jeff has ordered, that I have tried, that you will love spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salad. You ain't making your own pizza like this, and you're not going to be able to find a pizza with the value of Blue Apron anywhere else. You got to do this baby broccoli and fontina paninis. I don't even know what fontina is, but I can't wait to try it. And that's some of the cool stuff. Well, okay. Well, I can't, I can't wait to try it. (laughs) You know what? I get American cheese. I need better cheese in my life. And blue apron is going to give that to me. That's one of the cooler things about blue apron is you don't know exactly what's coming. You get to try it out. You get to experience new things that you may not have experienced before. That's all. That's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. Affordable. They got variety. It's a flexible option. You can pick which weeks you want food and which weeks you may not want food. It's easy and they guarantee it. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they will make it right. We've told you about the great stuff on it. Now it is time for you to go out and try it. BlueApron.com/slash shake. That is the website. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to Blue Apron.com dot com slash shake. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with blue apron. So do not wait. Go to blue com slash shake. That's blue com slash shake blue apron, a better way to cook blue apron is the sponsor for our Twitter polls of the week. Jeff, it is Twitter poll time. I sent out a couple of Twitter polls over the last couple of days and we got responses in. We're going to go over them. Our first Twitter poll based on our discussion earlier about Mike Bennett, sir, Uh, I asked the people out there at Shake Them Ropes, are you a fan of Mike Bennett? Jeff, how do you think the people responded? Probably about 75, 25, no. You were very close. 71% said no, 29% saying yes, they are fans of Mike Bennett. I did make it a qualifier. I wanted to know if you were a fan of Mike Bennett alone. Not Mike Bennett and Maria. Not Maria just Mike Bennett and we got 71% saying no. So we'll see how it shapes up. Maybe I'll ask that poll. uh, Maybe Mike Bennett does debut on SmackDown and I'll ask a couple of weeks after his debut, maybe he gets in the top storyline. Who knows? We'll see if the results change any, Uh, you can go leave feedback to that question at shake ropes on Twitter. If you feel that maybe you missed out on the poll or you want to get your vote in because the poll is still up. Uh, You can get your vote in and maybe sway that a little bit. Uh, Jeff, I asked, uh, cause we've had some injuries to some tag team wrestlers in NXT and WWE. I asked which tag team member has the best chance at a successful solo career in WWE. And these are all partners of guys who were injured or in one case released from WWE. Uh, the options were Johnny Gargano, Scott Dawson, Aiden English, and Nick Miller. You remember Nick Miller? Uh, who do you think won this poll, Jeff, who was the most likely to have a successful solo career out of those four
1: Gargano? He's the Ricky Morton of, of, of the modern day.
0: Yeah. 80% of the responding audience that shake them Ropes said Johnny Gargano, 11% said Scott Dawson five for Aiden and four for Nick Miller because Nick Miller is the, I don't want to eh. Lack of a better term, the loser, the lesser. I mean, Shane Thorne is the star of that team, and he's been out. Nick Miller's been nowhere to be found. Uh, Yeah, 80% saying Johnny Gargano. I would probably pick that as well. And our final poll this week at Shake Them Ropes, and check out at Shake Them Ropes, guys. Go follow the uh, Twitter feed for the show info, and we'll do more of the polls uh, throughout the week and read responses on Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Jeff, I asked, should I go to NXT TakeOver Chicago? 67% of the audience said yes. If you had a takeover coming within an hour and a half of where you live, would you travel to it? Yes. Even if your main event is a Bobby Roode main event?
1: Doesn't matter. NXT is always or the, the takeovers over deliver. I would travel an hour and a half. Yes. I traveled up to uh, San Jose for for that one. And that wasn't really a takeover, but, uh, yes, it was close
0: should. though. I mean, that was the, uh, that was as close as you were going to get. That was the precursor to the WrestleMania takeovers. That was one of the first big events to happen outside of Florida. Uh, I believe Hideo Itami hitting the go to sleep for the first time did not happen on TV. It happened at that live event in San Jose. So, yeah, big live event. Um, Wanted to close the show this week. We got some sad news uh, today. Uh, Matt and Hawaii, formerly Rosie, um, of Three Minute Warning and the Hurricane tag team. Uh, Rosie passed away at the age of, I believe, 47. Uh, Favorite memory of Rosie?
1: Three Minute Warning, I thought was a fantastic gimmick for a while. I, I, I just always... (laughs) <laughs> wondered how are they gonna shoehorn the three minute in. um i, I like the later team with shane helms um i have some vague recollections of the samoan gangsta party in ecw uh where he was just starting but um no i you know i i thought you know he was always game it, it, it's one of those things where they give him dumb things but he always bought in so he wouldn't come off looking bad but um, our friend Sean Rossett made a really good point. That three minute warning gimmick was really the first gimmick where they were getting away from Samoans being savages of any kind and really kind of paved the way for just being good badass characters.
0: Yeah, there were um, there were two guys in uh in you know, they were just coming in and beating everybody up. And then of course they they changed Umaga back to that type of character. Uh, when he left three-minute warning, but I, I thought it was cool. You had Eric Bischoff kind of as the de facto manager of three-minute warning, so it was a new role for Eric Bischoff, really. Um, and you had Rosie and Jamal going out there uh, as two guys who were just bigger than you and were going to beat you up and they were going to fly and land on you. These were these were two very big Samoan guys who were flying off the top rope to crush you. The It was a cool tag team. And then uh, you had Jamal go away, you had Rosie go his way. Um, you know, when I was doing, uh, refereeing, I worked several shows in, in Ohio and Indiana with Rosie after he'd been cut from WWE and he was doing the Rosie gimmick, uh, coming out there, you know, being the superhero and all that. And I just remember how he would always take time with, with kids in the audience and let them get, you know, photos taken and high fives with the superhero guy. This was, this was a guy who was in WWE for several years and was now working shows with like 50 to a hundred people. And he was still making sure that the people who went, like he wasn't a frustrated guy who was like, "I'm better than this. I'm not going to go out there and give it my all. I'm just going to go out there and have fun and let the let the kids take their pictures with me." Um, so I always I always thought that was cool when when the WWE guys go to the smaller shows and don't act like jerks. It's it's a good thing. And Rosie was definitely a guy, uh, who who respected where he was still. Yeah, and I think he
1: was out here a little bit helping Rikishi and uh, yeah, sure. Gangrel with their wrestling school.
0: Yeah, so as well. so sad news. Uh, you had a lot of guys uh, from WWE, especially in the past. You had Hurricane, you know, Gregory Helms tweeting out uh, his condolences of his tag team partner. Uh, so, yeah, rest in peace uh, to Rosie, uh, Matt Anawaii, uh, 47 years old. Somber way to end the show, but I wanted to definitely get that note in. And, uh, you know, just guys, life is short. Do the best you can and make sure you leave the place better than you found it. Uh, that's all for episode 205 of Shake Them Ropes This Week. We'll see you next week with our preview of WWE Backlash or Payback. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new Shining Star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to you listen today.